Welcome to another episode of the York Global Affairs Podcast. I hope all of our listeners are well. As always, the world stops for no one and a lot has happened. So let's get straight into the show. In Sudan, the military has temporarily detained the nation's Prime Minister and occupied the capital's key infrastructure. This move has been controversial and sparked international outrage. Since 2019, Sudan has been governed by a sovereignty council of military and civilian leaders until a fully civilian government can be elected in November. It is unclear what will happen next in Sudan. But some more happy news, love has won in Japan. Princess Mako has officially ended her royal life after marrying her husband, who has been referred to in the Japanese media as a mere commoner. Thus, Princess Mako has been stripped of her royal status. The constant media attention has taken its mental toll on the newlyweds, but both optimistic and hopeful for a bright future together. I personally wish them luck. Over in Europe, Anglo-French relations are in deep water after French authorities detained a British fishing vessel. The British vessel was allegedly unable to prove it had the right to fish in French waters and also resisted checks by the maritime police. This is just another spat, a part of a wider British and French disagreements over fishing rights. Boris Johnson is hoping to briefly talk to Macron at the G20 summit to resolve this issue. Over in the United States, Senate and Congressional Democrats have been debating Joe Biden's economic reconciliation package. There's been fierce disagreements between the party's moderate and progressive wings. The current version of the bill stands at $1.75 trillion, with most of that money going on welfare spending. The last debate on the bill in the House ended in a delayed vote on the bill. The fate of this and Biden's wider agenda is still up in the air. And lastly, Venezuela and Iran have finalised a comprehensive plan to further economic co- cooperation and strengthen relations. The two nations' plan is heavily focused on the nation's mutual dissatisfaction with US foreign policy, specifically of US sanctions that have hit both nations hard. It's hoped that this new agreement which has set our roadmap lasting 20 years, will open up a range of opportunities for both nations. So that's been our stories. As always, taken from our brilliant writers over at The Brief. Now, on to our guest section. Today's guest is no stranger to interviews. We've previously argued with one another on the University Radio York, and he's actually just been on the York Politics Society's own podcast, The Political Duck. So if you just introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Joe, and it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Really looking forward to it. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure to finally have you on. I know you've been keen to come on for a while. Now, you're here to talk about the recent Uzbekistan presidential election. So my first question for you is, what is the context of the election? What's the background? So it's five years since um, the uh, last president of Uzbekistan. Uh, the one predecessing Chatvat Mazir, who's the one ruling now, died. So um, since then, there's been massive, tra- uh, massive transformation in Uzbekistan, with the opening up of the EU to Uzbekistan to the world. Uh, political prisoners have been released. Uh, there's been lots of, um, at least from a Western perspective, progress being uh, made in Uzbekistan. Um, so th- that's kind of the context of the elections. Um, last time we got 88% of the vote. This time he got 80, but I wouldn't read into that too much um, from other data that I've seen. He's actually more popular than the elections suggests. 
Now, I know you've just touched on a little bit of it in the first question, but what were the full results of the election? So there were five people in the uh, running in this election. Uh, four of them were men. Uh, one was a woman. Um, so you have basic. <laughs> lots of the parties actually, I think, created by the uh, the government. The government is on Karimov. Um, independence weren't allowed, uh, which again has drawn the ire of some Western nations. And even though that there were opposition parties, they didn't really criticise what the government has done. Even though. Yeah, they had, although there have been many good things they have made, some errors, I think. And there are some things that they could do better on, like every government in the world. So, um, roughly, you know, Shatvat Mazier got roughly 80% of the vote. Of the, vote. the others roughly got kind of around 5%, um, including um, the uh, leader of uh, Mili Tiklanish, which is a pile of miles back. Um, who actually uh, had the uh, awful um, policy of uh, revoking citizenship of any gay people in Uzbekistan. Um, being gay is already illegal in Uzbekistan, punishable by three years in prison. Uh, but this is yeah, this is what he kind of, his re remedy of what he called the LGBTQ problem in Uzbekistan, which is pretty awful. Okay, Joe, so my last question for you is, what are the implications of the results and for the future of Uzbekistan? Well, I think these results, at least the process, shows that Uzbekistan is becoming a more global-facing nation. Um, for example, it's the first time that the EU observers were allowed uh, in the elections, and they kind of said that there was no kind of vote rigging and things like that, although they did criticise the lack of independent uh, candidates and the fact that uh, none of the op opposition parties chose to criticise the government. Um, so, yeah, I think that that has, yeah, it shows the kind of policy shift of Shafat Mezieyev away from Islam Karimov in being that more open, global-facing country instead of a, a very insular kind of um, insular republic that it was. Well, that's all we've got time for. And thank you, Joe, for your time. I know our... Uh, Uzbekistan expert as some might say I know that you've obviously got a wealth of knowledge but I appreciate you holding it down to our more bite-sized uh, formula it's a pleasure I mean I could, could go on for 24 hours really but <laughs> so yeah it's a pleasure coming on of course it's been fantastic so that's been our show everyone thank you for listening keep an eye out for the next episode where we're going to be having a few um, changes a element of rebranding one might say but until then, again, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay safe.